Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, set your sleep timers and prep your pay playlists and your pillows. Puff your playlists and your pillows. For not only is it time for senseless alliteration, it's time for senseless dolls. It's time for the Sleep With Me podcast, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And if you want to support the podcast, this is all I need you to do tomorrow. Uh, pledge a dollar a month at uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. That's an easy word to spell, so it'll get you there. Uh, that's for our Patreon, and I'm asking uh, to see if 10% of you will just donate. If you're waiting, you say, well, I'd rather give you more. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, just, just a dollar. That's all I ask. I'd rather get a dollar a month uh, from you than $10 in, you know, or... Whatever, please. So please, this is we're looking to start a little bit of a tidal wave, like a safe, you know, pillow wave. So please, uh, dollar a month at sleepwithmepodcast.com/slash/patron. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. Uh, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up, whatever's been running through your brain, uh, whether it's overthinking, anxiety, worry, sad, sadness, emotional, other emotional things going on. You know, I like to call it emotional turbulence. But they, man, they might be saying that's a loaded word. Okay, well, let's keep moving then. Anything going on with your body, any pain or anything, I want to distract you from whatever it is that's been keeping you awake. So, well, like I said, I'm going to create a safe place. I'm going to send my voice here across the deep, dark night. Because what I want to help you do is cross over that mysterious threshold from sleep, uh, from wake into sleep. Anyway, I have mysterious thresholds from word to word. Will he pronounce? So that's another threshold. But I'm gonna use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. A, uh, I'm gonna craft a little. I'm gonna attempt to craft a little story. Yeah, but instead of like you say, okay, well you're gonna. So now I'm gonna go into a, a long metaphor about what the podcast is about. If you're new here. But the main thing is, if you're trying to figure it out, you say, should I keep playing or not? I'm going to try to distract you and put you to sleep instead of thinking about whatever's going on with you. What's ever keeping you up? I'm going to be a little silly and a lot lulling and kind of like dribbly, a bit dribbly, this podcast is. And you just kind of let it play, and I'll try to take your mind off stuff. Because uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about metastasis, a Colombian version of Breaking Bad. And then I'm going to talk about Breaking Bad. Before I do either one of those things, I'm going to try to uh, figure out some Spanish language wor words that I saw in the episode of Breaking Bad. But I also try to I say, well, you don't mean I'm not crafting a story. I'm kind of putting it together a bit like if you get, you know, when you're a kid, you say, OK, you so you're going to you're build, you're doing some story building. You're doing a story building. You're building a metaphor about story building. Uh, yes, correct. Okay, so is this going to be a, is this going to be a template? I don't know. I never. I always have trouble with those templates. So to, can you use another word? Okay, so what do you? What's you? Okay, can you just do, ask me a question because I do. But okay, so what are your what are your building materials? Going to use Legos? 
you know, something modern? Are you going to go more in the Playmobil, European? And I say, usually I'm the one getting corrected, but I'm pretty sure Legos are European too. And I, I don't know about Playmobil, but, it, you know, I wonder if we talked about that, has there ever been any national conflicts over, you know, the country that makes Playmobil versus the country that makes the Legos? And you might say, is my whatever you are, I don't know if you you sound a bit like a life, you sound life coachy. You say, okay, well, you're, you're, yeah, I am. I'm trying to, to keep you focused here. You're going off about, yeah, you, you, can't you stick with the metaphor about story building, building? I can't because now I'm, I'm distracted uh, because I'm thinking about that. That's a distinct possibility. I think maybe Legos are Danish. Uh, though they may be Swedish, and I think, you know, Playmobil, I don't know, what if we said they were, is, Nor, is Norway's a country, right? So what if they were Norwegian, just for just for fun's sake? And then what if my, ge now my geography now, I see some fingers, so but what if, I said that would be an interesting conflict. Now, unfortunately, we can't, you know, these are trademarked, and the Legos already got the brilliant minds, a Lego story that was actually crafted because that was Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, I think. So and now I'm getting distracted from it. So we wouldn't use that, but now I'm getting distracted because I'm just trying to think, you know, what would set off you know, like plastic shortage? There you go. So now we have, excuse me, life coach, you've gotten silent. Are you a story consultant, life coach? Uh, you've gotten silent. You, you, you're doing the old, I've had many. Well, I've never had a coach, but I've had many other people in the, that type of role. You're doing the old, let me dig my own hole, aren't you, life lesson thing. Okay, well, you, you can see how that, you can bill me. How about that? Bill me for your consult. Oh, wait, you're a part of my brain? Oh, boy, I got to cut back on the uh, sugar because I, I got suddenly a new part of my brain trying to coach me. And I don't think in, the, you know, the... The buddy coach sense this sound. But anyway, maybe I could bill myself. But yeah, so there, and this could be, and you say, how is he going to make this into a bedtime metaphor? Well, I say easy because, okay, your plastic shortage, which would trigger this European uh, toy maker. You know, of course, the toy makers, the corporations would be run by two uh, very interesting individuals who, you know, there'd be some sort of twists in there. And you say, you know, we say we'd have to avoid if they were in love or related, but we could figure something out. That's Lord Miller's territory. But you say, yeah, there, there's some sort of conflict. And then the, you know, they're already also, so candy short, oh, candy shortage. How, how did they get here? Is a plastic shortage. Uh, but really, I was just trying to get to the metaphor about bedtime because at bedtime, it could feel like that. So that's your catalyst or whatever you want to call it. Your, so the plastic shortage, there you go. That's the thing, you know, that says that's why they can't. And you could go to bed. You have a, sh a sleep shortage. You know, we have a time shortage. And at bedtime, sometimes we have a sensibility shortage. So you might lie down and then you have this vague sense of unease, just like these two toys, you know, the good the Lord of Playmobil and Hans Lego, uh, you know, as they lie down to bed and they said tonight, you know, I was watching the, you know, as country after country banned plastics. I said, you know, and I said, I heard, you know, then we heard that, that neutral, you know, the Swiss had perfected, of course, a plant-based plastic, perfect for toys. 
Uh, but of course, you know, the only ingredient for it is, uh, is tulips. So, and, you know, the, the, the Dutch have said, uh, he said, I wonder if we could get, I can wonder if I could get to, you know, general, general plastics on the phone. Again, I'm short on, and they say, can you push, you know, push into, bring, we don't have a military, sir. Okay, we'll just see, remember what the U.S. did? They hired a second military. Do that. And then send those guys in and seize the, seize the tulips and the windmills. Now, for you, a bedtime may be a different thing, but it's some sort of, you say, well, just I don't have enough of this, whether it's money or love or happiness. And, they say, and then it's like a double thing. It's like you have one part of you telling you you don't have enough of something. And then you got another part of you harping at you to do something about it. And then you're kind of there. You're like, well, I'm just going to bed. You know, you and you, and you maybe even like the Dutch, whatever they had there. Maybe the prince, prince of Dutch. Uh, you know, says they don't even appreciate. They or all the Dutch people stopped appreciating the tulips. Maybe that's like an extra layer of the story. Uh, not saying that because it's hard to appreciate things when you're tired and then you got, and then you have the whole other leg. You know, the Lego Empire. And but they figured out they they realized that the uh, Playmobil people were hiring a third party you know mercenary army. The Legos just weaponized their toys, so they were actually first you know to seize the tulips. Uh, but then it's a great uh, once then uh, I think the Playmobil people cut off the uh, the lanes to ship the tulips, and then there was a standstill which, you know, created regional conflicts. They always say that, you know, regional conflicts were sparked by those events. And, you know, all these events could cause regional, you know, a little heartburn. You know, you might, your heart rate might be up. You might, your pain level might be up. Those are regional conflicts within you. And, you know, you might even have general, you say, well, it's a general malaise punctuated by regional conflicts. Uh, don't put that in intake form. Trust me on that. And they say, I was just here for a physical. And they said, but you said you had regional conflicts. You know, that's a code. And they say, no, no, no. I actually feel like I have regional. I'm pretty sure. They said, hey, can you do anything? Do, do you do any removal of internal life coaches? Because I need to get rid of this internal life coach. And then you sometimes you really. So then you say, man, this metaphor is not going anywhere. And I'm, I'm still interested, you know, so I'm getting drawn into a nonsensical story. Like, even tonight, I'm distracted. I'm trying to make a metaphor to distract you, but to let you understand that the podcast is here to take your mind off of stuff so you can fall asleep. And I was in the ma- middle of mashing up a little metaphor there to say, okay, yeah, I can relate to this uh, this toy-based conflict because I feel like conflict at bedtime, and I wouldn't mind being distracted. But I'm having trouble doing that because I'm saying, man, she's, I, you know, has, I don't know, I would love to see the details of this, this toy conflict. But, of course, my mind doesn't want to reveal them at this time. So I'm just, I keep looking in that corner of my mind. And all I see is that, you know, Playmobil pirate ship that costs about $8,000, that play set. And then just a general uh, mass of Legos, you know, multicolored. And looking joyous, and I said, "Why? What are you looking so joyous for? Leave the Dutch alone!" And I say, "Somebody get Rude Van Nesselroy on this." I'd say, "You know, I'd say, can we have Kitty?" And they say, "Well, he's been." And I say, "No, not Rude. 
And I say, wait, did you say you didn't finish what had happened to Rue? And I say, well, he was hired by one of the, and I say, I don't want to know because I don't want to choose sides. But so then, so that's the podcast. Sometimes I can even get distracted in the intro. And that's a good thing, I guess, is say, if you were here for some sensible things, you'd say, well, geez, I was looking for someone that was more able mind and bodied with their podcast. But you kind of, you just, and I think that's what a lot of reviews say. Well, she's, this just, he just works at this thing, this guy, it just happens to work there for, for some people. So I'm going to try to take your mind off of stuff. And I understand it could be irritating or a little strange if this is your first time here, but it's well-intentioned. All I want to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. Maybe make you feel less alone if you feel that way. Not everybody does. And, you know, to say, say oh, I'll, I'll kind of listen to this. And you listen for as long, you know, at some point you'll be like, okay, he changed subjects. He stopped talking about that. It was kind of interesting, but I kind of, he just wasn't making any sense about the Playmobiles and the Legos. And he said, well, there was a truce. So I, you know, the story kind of, full, you know, didn't work. It was all, it was all just a marketing campaign. And then, because they had got purchased by the Koch brothers, both toys, and they also own Emoji Corp. If you listen regularly, unfortunately, so I, I don't know. That's what the podcast is. I do my best to take your mind off of stuff, and I'm glad you're here. And I hope the show helps you out. Thanks for stopping by, and I really hope I help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepmovingpodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. You can comment on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at Dear Scooter on Facebook. You can donate if you want to support the show. If you've been listening a while and you think you get value out of it, uh, you can make a general donation at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash donate. Uh, but I'm really looking to get people to support the show at a dollar a month through Patreon. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does the music and edited this episode. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. We got a Facebook group at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Lida Lie, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., and Jennifer B., who do the moderating over there. I want to thank Latitude and everyone else uh, contributing at our subreddit over sleepwithmepodcast.com slash reddit. I want to thank Brittany, Rose, and Chris, who made it such a pleasure to be on the Sampler show, the Gimlet's new show about podcasting, and such an honor. And to be in anything with the Bodega Boys and Christian Shawl is like <laughs> an honor beyond honor. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And make sure to check out the uh, Sampler show. Uh, search for it on iTunes or your podcatcher will be in the show notes. And I think that's it. So uh, let's get on to the show. All right. So we're talking episode 31. Time for our red pen. It wasn't in red pen again, though, but it's red pen runter is what we call it. Well, we start out with three months earlier, which we know means uh, or three meses atras, I guess. Uh, Vania, permission, do I have your permission to go on? Uh, yeah, but please, please don't, you don't have my permission to say desnudos, you mean? Don't say, I don't have your permission to say desnudos, nude. Uh, yeah, because I don't want you to sick our ideas, get any ideas. 
Wow, you sound almost exactly like someone I have a crush on. Anyone, actually. And usually, is the next thing you're going to say, Es un puerta. It is a door. I want you to go through it. Uh, even if I you know, have to use my calvera, my skull. Uh, yeah, I can't. I mean, this always happens when I'm tradido, attracted to someone. Uh, it's like Pintaria e Pintaria, paint and paint and paint. Uh, but I can't make anything. You know, I am a bit tierno, tender. Why don't you try a little tenderness, as they say? Well, I guess I'm not tender. I mean, I, ha I could be tender. I tend to just be glaring. Yeah, you can see that glare. It's it's not a, I don't know if it's a wrinkle. I think it's just a glare mark, permanent glare mark. A scow I think it's called a scowl hook. Uh, it was a t tango la razón. I, I am right. Some people do like that. Oh, furrow, furrow brow. Uh, B.O. He, he saw my furrow brow from far away. That's a, you know, that's a, and I know that a lot of people won't holly moss. They won't pull any more stuff when they see that furrowed brow. Uh, one time I asked someone if they could swallow it, upload it. Could you upload my, I said, you need a virus protector. Just use my furrow. Just, uh, do you have an app that'll uh, virtually furrow brow? Uh, subuelo, upload it. And then they said, here's your factura, here's your bill. And I said, for what? And they said, cosita, the, the thingy you asked us to make. I said, the app, the furrowing app. And they said, poor la cifra, for the figure we used to design the app. And I said, why don't you just talk to me? Uh, yo, man, cargo, I got this. I got this furrowed brow. I want to use it. As a matter of fact, I've heard that my furrowed brow, a brasse, will sear the eyes of people. It'll sear their eyes when I furrow and glare at the same time. I've heard I can suck the joy right out of a room. Without even knowing it, believe it or not. I think the fr La Frase era, that was the, the phrase was, La Frase was, uh, you, you've made this room joyless. And I said, w w where am I? They said, a, a birthday party. And I said, is it my birthday? It's my birthday party. I can furrow if I want to. And they said, no, it's this child. You're, and I said, oh, boy. I said, what kind of padrino am I? What kind of godfather am I? Except don't, almost, I can't accept uh, that my furrowing of my brow, maybe I just come in or walk away. Because uh, the quinta sapamos, uh, I can't, I don't know, I can't account for it. I'm feeling a bit of richazo, rejection. But I say, Tate una vuelta, let's turn around. And uh, he stays, says, see what they really said. Uh, hey, children, uh, Siga, Siga, follow me, follow me. I'm going to be the Pied Piper of, uh, let me tell it to, to Sirles, tell you the tale of the Pied Piper of Furrowed Brows. Uh, come along. Uh, hey, you, you, uh, Soltando, don't drop behind, kids, because I, I walk very fast and in a determined way. Uh, everyone do that. All, all you children walk behind me. Furl your brows. Uh, for we must superado, overcome, you know, people's resistance to being furrowed at. 
for they say, oh, don't, why are you glaring at me? We must get us. We must move forward. For solamente only uh, those of us that respire, that breathe, which is all of us kids as a metaphor, you know, should be able to, uh, to glare. There is no capenia, uh, no shame in that. There is no avenia, uh, no sheath to hide your furrows in. Uh, furrow is both a, uh, a verbo and a noun. You know, it's a verb and a noun. I'm furrowed. I furrow my brow, but my brow also has a furrow. Permanent, unfortunately, in my case. Oh, yay. Who hears the call of the furrow? Hesite, did you? Did you, kid? Uh, Distinto, you have a bit of a different furrow. Yours is kind of above one. I said, maybe you shouldn't furrow because I wouldn't hate to get it stuck like that. Uh, it, why are you staring at me, children? Are you saying Faltaba? Uh, my, my, my Faltaba is my furrow. Faltaba is missing. Finally, I'll be egal, equal with the others. Finally, I'll be komodo, comfortable uh, with humans. Finally, I'll be neverita, uh, cooler than the ahenas, the others. No longer will I have to manipulate door. I could just tocar, play forever. Is this true? Because I'll tell you, eso no el vacil. It's not easy walking around. In, I mean, not only external, you know, the internal states, not just states, my internal states to have this kind of glare on. I mean, can you imagine Christmas with me? I mean, para otro for another Christmas. And I say, I'd like to feel joy. Uh, you know, it's a bit like Ketanga uh, una escolita en el teco, having a roof hatch, if you know what I mean. None of you know what I mean. Uh, it's a bit like when back when you kids uh, all around me here were in the lacuna, the cradle, and your life was impeccable, and you you had no idea sabien saben quién. You didn't know who or what. You just said the world was your oyster, or you know your milk oyster. And you know once in a while someone would say something strange. You might hear it. they'd say like a. Uh, Tres botones mujeres, uh, three buttons, woman. And you say, what does that mean? I'm just a, I'm just a, ch-, you know, and I say, even as an adult, I don't know what that means. Uh, la mejor, a mejor, but better and better your sensing of language in the external world got. And soon you could tell, ooh, mucha clase, that is, you know, my family's looking good. And you knew Hacerlo, who did what around your place. At some point, you even gained the ability to uh, supponer, to suppose. Suppose this, and maybe that's when the furrowing starts, once you get into supponer. Uh, you know, you might, if we all learned to that, I don't know what develops our supponer brain, our supposing brain. I always wish I could just say, no me digas, don't tell me your suppositions. But, you know, that part of the brain says, no, I'm here to make El Caso. I'm here to make the case. Because uh, usually it has bad news, that part of the brain. 
and it has, you know, uh, indirect costs, sustainer, sustainer, cuesta, support costs, you know, because all the worrying. Uh, and it tends to suck all the dulzura, the sweetness out of life. And I'll tell you one thing. This is going to sound like a mouthful of kids, but listen moderately close. En el interior, el fondo, son unos niños trucos. Inside, in the background, it's trick, kids. Okay, you don't understand. Inside, in the background, it's a trick, kids. Okay. Okay, you kids that are, you, you that aren't paying attention, can I put you ponerle durante? Can I put you over there? Uh, it's kind of like algo como que hacerlo, oigo luchando. Uh, something like I do hear fighting in my brain, you know what I mean? But it's a trick. All is, it's all in your brain. Uh, locura, some might say, madness. Uh, but is it that or is it la pena, the sorrow of, 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 of life? Or is it just focusing on la pena? I mean, when you look at my furrow kids, pocas nadas aca mides, few of you measure anything here. Few of you could measure that. And you might say, I wish, and maybe this is why I'm here, children, trajo un padrino. He brought a godfather with him. It's inside me, though. I'm trying to let the godfather escape. And then the godfather comes out of my mouth, maybe. Sube goes up to my furrow. And he say, no, no Botox up there. I still, I want it. I don't want that. And he, he acts a bit like a payoso, and I start to laugh, uh, like, a, like a clown, a payoso. And then my, my furrow says, I'll not a day has to, I'll have none of this. And then it becomes a three-person, because then I say, Hazalo, do it, Peoso, uh, Padrino, the clown godfather of my soul. Raras, children, it is to see this type of madness, Lucura. There is no fase to explain this. And even at some point, uh, uh, Peoso, Padrino, uh, starts to cayo, K, like a bird. Uh, then Deje Gordo grabs my big toe and tickles it. And then it says, then it jumps over my little toe. It says, what is this gusano, this worm? And then I giggle some more. And then the uh, Padrino Peoso says, aren't you the one that's always joking about overall? Overall, overalls. Yeah, Ashkash Bagash overalls, as a matter of fact. And, and then it taps my forehead gently, so gently says, Anunque, uh, although uh, tematico invitir, this part of your brain's always wanted to do some sort of thematic investing in everything. Uh, pretty much uh, for una vez forever. And uh, the Peoso Padrino says, I want to ask you a question. Uh, sirbe, but are you believed or served? And I say, I'm more of a monton, a heap, and a sonador, a dreamer. And then the payoso padrino claps, and it says, uh, 
I, uh, Asa Miralo, let's clean a watch, clean my watch. And I say, uh, Raison Ultra, is there another reason why I got to do that? And uh, the pay says, well, on the outro lotto, on the other side, I need to know what time it is. Not Adivina, guess it. Odio, I don't like not knowing what time it is. And I say, is the other side of Mismo the same as this side? And it says, for you, the other side is a Pareto wall. Sakas, ya aber, and you get to see it. And then you have to come up with your eschema, your scheme to overcome that wall. Opision capes metida, able talk to option. Able talk option, I say, children. I said to the payoso padrino. I didn't know what that meant, and I said, Cascadas, am I married to this wall, into this uh, furrow? And Veoso Padrino said, Acuerdo, you are in agreement. And I said, Estare, I will be Adelante Cazuela, the forward casserole. And then the Padrino also says, Suene sounds, uh, you know, not. And I said, is this Importa? Does it matter? Of course it matters. And then the Padrino also clapped uh, their hands and said, Juntos al alo, together garlic. Uh, and I said, is that for my recuerdo, my memory? And he said, Comera, eat it, eat it. And, it's, uh, and then he sprinkled some of my head. He said, in esta forma el alor, and thus the scent, los sentidos, in the senses. So esta forma el alor, thus the scent, los sentidos, in the senses. La envian un mensaje, send you a message. And I said, which thing, which is sending me the message? The uh, garlic smell? La alas neuronas que están a la mancena, stored in your neurons. Ponga, put there. And I said, by whom? And the Padrino Peoso pointed right at my heart. And I said, Abruma Serlo, I'm being overwhelmed by this importa, this matter. But at the same time, I'm feeling distinta and mismo, different and the same. And then the, 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 the Padrino started to, 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 to dissipate. And I said, A bear, a bear, a bear. C, C, C. And then I said, Entonces lo beast. And then I saw. I saw all your, your faces, children, and that you were sleeping because it was nap time. And I realized my brow had unfurrowed as I put you to sleep. And I said, well, that worked pretty great. That's like a little, I said, if I could only do this 20, 20, 20 hours a day with all you. And I said, you, 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 I never heard a little uh, four-year-old snore like that. It's cute. And I say, well. Oh, you're all sn- Are you guys pretend snoring? Ah, uh, all right. Moving on.
All right, so here we are. We're talking episode 31 of Metastasis, Metastasis News. I think, I don't know if the episode's called 12 Passos. I just have this written up top here. Uh, but it opens with a painting. It's uh, got black with gray or white lines. Jose and Juana are talking, his old girlfriend. So it's a flashback. And they're talking about Puerta, Puerta. And then we see her playing his little love note there at a gallery or art museum. And we see her kiss. It is his double kiss because there's a kiss on the inside and the outside. So double kiss, love note. And Jose's still talking about the Puerta, Puerta even does a little boring thing. And she and him have this long back and forth, but it's very loving and, and uh, cute. Uh, then the episode opens and we have Henry who's got a baby face. It looks like and he's at his uh, physical uh, therapy. He's being a bit temperamental with the staff and Junior and Cielo and Maria. Uh, not very pleasant, uh, but understandably, understandably. And then outside the hall, Cielo and uh, Maria, they talk bills. And Cielo's like, yo, Maria, keep a lid on it, you know. And I'm pretty sure Maria's like, this bill's a lot. Uh, and Cielo's like, no wor no worries. And then look at here. I have uh, uh, two giant stars and then giant, so double the size of my writing. Not in purple. Blue. Uh, three exclamation points. Uh, so Mar Maria was not in purple. She was in blue. And I think I wrote more details down in the red pen run through. Uh, next up, Jose's chopping up some glass. Watches Walt is watching him like a hawk. And Walt's like, yeah, I'll weigh it. And then Jose starts to read. He says, hey, keep quiet, fool. You know, and then we see the camera for the first time. Was it there always or is it new? You know, and then Jose's at a meeting, like a 12-step meeting. Uh, and he rolls in late. Mono's in the house. Sweaty, sweaty Mohawk's there. Uh, lots of people raise their hands. I think it were probably newcomers. And then the, I said, is that Andrea over there? Or the character in Breaking Bad, Andrea? And then we have a great shot of Mono pounding some pound cake uh, with a little raspberry drizzle on it. And that was nice to see. I mean, pounding pound cake. I don't know why that was. I think there was a couple bands named Pound Cake. But why wasn't there a band? Maybe that was a... Uh, I mean, that'd be a good name of a band or an album, Pounding Pound Cake. You know, I'd say probably, you know, maybe some in the mod, you know, Pounding Pound Cake. I don't know. No takers, I guess. And then Jose does a fake intro with Pedro and Mono. I think Mono had another name, but I didn't write it down. And then they talk in the lowdown, and Mono's not feeling good about things. Another note about the raspberry pound cake. And also, I didn't write this down, but it still stuck with me. Is uh, I'm not sure what beverage they were drinking. It was a clear liquid, but uh, Sweaty Mohawk kept putting sugar into it and stirring it. So I, I don't know. Was it just hot water? Was he, was he just drinking sugar water? Uh, is that a thing? 
but he has his drink, and then whatever Jose says, he double takes his drink and spits it out. He does a, do a sweet double take. And then Sweaty makes a point about air, uh, I think, and stuff, I was, and I'm not clear. And Jose gives him a really stern talking to, but they're like, it's not facile, yo. Uh, both him, Mono and, and Pedro, uh, Sweaty Mog, say that. And Jose says, you know, watch me work it. I'm going to work some stuff, bros. And then he rolls up to Andrea, who's new. And he rolls out with her. And the guys are like, totally, they can't believe it. Uh, then we have Cielo. She's drinking wine and cooking. And Junior's like, is Tio coming over for dinner? And she's like, no, your papa's coming. And Junior's so happy. So he started, you know, he's so joyful. He really wants to be the nuclear you know, post-nuclear, post-modern, you know, post-nuclear modern family or something. I guess that wouldn't make sense. But he said, well, just you're not familiar. And I said, you're right, you're right. I know I'm looking through my own cultural window, which is, you know, not it hasn't been cleaned either. So on top of looking, you know, being looking through my own cultural window, I don't take very good care of my windows. And I say, oh, wait, I'm staring at the wall, my cultural wall. I wasn't even looking at the window. Uh, but Junior's so happy. He does some material at dinner. He's really hamming it up. Walt's with Valentina. Junior gives a report on some physical. I was like, is that gym class? And Junior's working some smooth stuff at dinner. Uh, he's doing so much material, guitar music starts playing in the background, like he's got an angle on something, double question mark. And then he's like, later, peeps, I'm outie. And he goes upstairs, and Walt sits with Cielo. He gives her a check, and she's like, okay, what? And she's like, what do you, what does this say? Something, you're doing it wrong, but that doesn't look like doing, it looks like creating it looks like creedog d-a-w it looks like c-r-e-d-a-w-g my writing but i think it's like something he's definitely doing something wrong dude uh and we're in the waiting room with saul's office with cielo and walt and saul's like yo he's he looks really sharp saul compared to saul goodman saul bueno is on the he he dresses very expensively. He's got a gray suit on, smooth gray suit, nice purple tie, matching pocket square, and he's really kissing some butts. Yellows, but you know, behind, and he says, "Hey, go ahead, speak your mind. Uh, I think about imbecile. I don't know, imbecile. So maybe about Walt." And then he tries to tell her about laundering money, and he's using gumdrops and, like, the similar thing he did for Jose, kind of talking down to Cielo. And Cielo just drops some questions on him, like, yo, you don't, you're, you're out of your league with me, Saul. Uh, then he talks about blackjack, and Cielo sits there with her hand on her chin and just listens and Saul kind of runs out of ideas. He gets really loud. At some point, Walt puts back a gumdrop because he gets so intimidated. Oh, he he does a long sound, like, do, 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 do. So, is he talking about lottery or horse racing? 
NCL's like, no effing way, bro. And she's like, Walt's going to get busted. Oh, this is Walt tries to eat red gumdrops. Cielo stares it out of him. And then Cielo starts uh, doing some material in some other voice, too. So a lot of voice changes here between Saul and Cielo. Saul and Cielo. I think I said that right. That should be a tongue twister, but it's not. And then Saul says, chill out. And then he says, thanks, adios, muchas gracias. Uh, then we have Jose and Angela. They're hanging out, talking. Services? They're serious, serious. And she says, Cerveza, so Jose, I think, says no. And she kind of strokes Jose's hair. And Jose's being very charming. Uh, but also talking about a little bit of the Azul, Azul Poquito. And I said, is this some sort of drug sales seduction, double question mark? And she's like, nah, it's a bad idea, period. And then her mom rolls in, and she's not, you know, with Angela's son. And the mom's not happy with Jose being there. And then Jose meets the son. He does a fist bump. Uh, then we have Walt and Cielo in the car she, talking. She's driving. She's always the one with the car in the relationship. And they seem to be on some sort of country road. And then it's like, oh, they're at the car wash. Uh, then we have Mono and Sweaty Mohawk, uh, Pedro. And Mono's all excited to see Jose. And then Mono's all serious. I was like, are they talking about the kid? Question mark. And they talk. And then Jose jumps out. And he's like, uh... He's like, I'm going to hang with her. And then they go out to lunch, the three of them, with the son for pizza. Jose does a little bit of, uh, you know, the magic, goofy magic, where he tries to make his finger disappear. Or, like, acts like your fingertips detachable. You guys all know that trick. The kid's not impressed. Then Jose does a good trick with a straw wrapper, which was imp impressed me. I said, uh, I was impressed. And then they're at the car wash with Walt and Saul, and they're talking, is this a good idea, bad idea? And Saul gives his opinion on money laundering, and they watch the owner, and how something, two words, stressed, oh no, one word, stressed, it does not look, it looks like something like a fort in somewhere in uh, Quebec, like the Saint something. I think that's how they named their forts, S-T-E, you know. And, but it's stressed. And Saul's so like, you're going to do that? You want to do what that guy's doing? Uh, next thing we know, Jose's in bed, and uh, him, him and Angela, they have a little spat. She's hurt by something he says. And she tells her story. And there's this weird, weird out-of-body experience Jose has with the other audio, I think Sweaty Mohawk's voice. But I think they're talking about a relapse. I'm not positive. Uh, Henry's up next. He's down. Maria's in purple or, or dark blue. Not positive, I guess. They capitalized dark blue, but I did not capitalize purple. And what did I put there? Jello fellow, a combination J F E L L O W. 
I don't know. Blue. I don't know. Uh, but Henry seems to be asking lots of questions about his situation, about his care. They have a long talk, and he gets this mad look on his face, but also you see a bit of desperation in there. Uh, very good acting, very good acting. Uh, see Ellen Walker, ta Walter talking at the house. See Ellen's drinking some red wine. Uh, Danielle, I don't know what that meant, but Walt sits by the fireplace. Uh, they're going to, something about who's going to negotiate. And they cannot agree. Walt keeps saying, no, senora. Cielo wants to do it. Walt, and then Walt and Jose are at work. They're masked up. Uh, the phone rings. And then even while the phone rings, there's a robot beat music. Uh, to kind of underline, I was like, uh, the, the importance of the call, maybe. And it's like clear the phones never rang, I think. And Walt answers, he says, hello, see. And then I even put double question mark first, meet with Gus, question mark. And then that's it. We're at Gus's house. We see, I see, I noticed an old record player. A uh, sculpture of a family together, a hammock, a wagon wheel. So he had a little bit of a Western, Southern, you know, a Western theme going or rancho, rancho theme. There's some classical music, music playing. Gus likes to cook. He has Walt cook, cut some herbs. Marble cutting board. Uh, double question mark that because I said I uh, hadn't, he hadn't heard of it. And again, I don't know, I, you know, again, I take care of my knives like I take care of my cultural windows. I like to have a good knife. So I don't know if a cutting board would seem like a bit dull the knife. But it could be, I mean, I, I, don't know, I mean, Gus is obviously, in a way, superior in all things to me. But I just, I, I could say, I don't know if you could sell me. Plus, it's heavy. I drop a lot of things on my feet, so... Probably a no for me, but, you know, Gus had one. I'd probably want the unpolished side, to be honest. I'd say, well, I could go for a non-polished uh, marble cutting board, but that would destroy the knife because of the, you know, ridges and stuff. And, and they say, that's good for a pet. I think I used to have a pet mortar and pestle uh, that was, you know, rough-hewn marble. Or, you know, maybe I just played with it in a store till they asked me to leave. Uh, they said, that's not a musical instrument. So I said, well, it's, it feels, you know, that's how I feel when I'm mortaring. Is it mortaring or pestling? And then I made a motor sound. And they said, it's not a motor. And, I, and they said, and they, they just point. Normally, they just point at the sign, you know, we have the right to. Um... A huge window behind the kitchen or the dining room table. Uh, and Gus is sitting in front of the window. I don't know what the Feng Shui says about that. But I'm pretty sure you don't want to sit with your back to a window. Uh, but you see this nice ranch that Gus lives on. And then Gus talks. He finds something interesting. He asks more questions. Uh, then he starts talking again. Walt doesn't like the more talking thing. Uh, Walt even stares uh, so, or glares at the end. Walt glares. I was, is that stares or glares or sighs? Glares. 
and I realized how close glares and stares. It could be skies. I know it's not Walt skies. That wouldn't make sense. Jose's in his red car. He's got a red cap, and he goes to meet with this kid on a bike in red. And it's like, oh, wait, he's buying meth. And it's a complicated transaction. I said, that's blue. And then the kid bails. And we just see Jose's face, I think, and that's the end. All right, so we're talking season three, episode 11, ABQQIU or something. ABQIU. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, but we see a painting. It's white. It's got black squares, some gray dotted lines. Uh, Jesse's there. He's in a yellow hat and a sweat sweatshirt. Uh, his hat has a yellow tassel even. And they're talking about George O'Keefe, him and Jane, and uh, things she liked to draw. Uh, Jane's like, well, she liked to draw everyday items. Her service, you know, some erotic, some not. Uh, it was who she was. And she said, but this one's of a door. And Jesse's like, is there any other doors we can check out? This is so exciting. Why would anyone paint a door again and again? And she said, well, it wasn't the same. And he's like, yeah, it was this a door? And she's like, it was the same subject, but different, uh, different light, different mood. Her mood was different. And she saw, you know, Jane has real respect. She, says she saw something new every time she painted it. And Jesse goes, that's not a psycho to you? Why would we do anything more than once? Uh, this is when they think they're in the car now. Uh, like, smoke this one. She's like, well, why would you only, you know, make love once or smoke one cigarette or one sunset or one day? It's new every time. Each time's pleasant. And then Jesse's like, fine, fine. Uh, but a door... And she, Jane says, well, this is interesting because it's kind of a callback to the last episode. She says, well, why not a door? Sometimes you get fixated on something and you might not even get why. And you just got to go where, you know, your attention and, you know, the universe takes you. And Jess says, oh, so it took her to a door. And he's like, did she have to paint it so she's perfect? She's like, well, I wouldn't say that. Nothing's perfect. And Jesse's like, well, what about, uh, you know, our, you know, he gives her a kiss. He says, isn't that perfect? And then they have a, he goes, I think she was trying to get it perfect. And Jane says, no. The door was her home and she loved it. And she says, to me, it's about making that feeling last. A really nice scene. Uh, I, I don't know. And I, Jesse really bought it. He he smiled when she said the door was her home and his face changed. And then the old, old episode opens with a guy, Hank, in plaid pants. Maria's in purple here. Uh, Hank's not nice. He's very uh, ornery to Junior. And then in the hall, Skylar and Maria, it's the first bill. And then we have a Jesse that we see a POV from the blue ice getting broken up by Jesse. Walt's watching over his shoulder. Uh, Walt wants to weigh everything. And Je he tell, tell you know, Jesse starts complaining. He says, keep it quiet. Uh, then we have a meeting and the leader of the meeting says, walk with who you are. 
You know, that's what his sponsor told him. You know, it might be just a different way of saying be yourself, but he says walk it means move forward. And he says, well, I think it's good advice, uh, which is his advice kind of Jesse had already taken to heart all those episodes ago when he said, well, I'm the bad guy. And he says, well, let's introduce ourselves to some new people, you know, go ahead and share. And Andrea shares, she's like, I really don't want to be here. And then we have a donut table, really good donuts. And I said, where? And it seemed like a private rehab or something. So I said, you know, because I can just go in there. I mean, because they had grade A donuts, like with frosting and everything. And then uh, Jesse meets Brandon Mayhew, a.k.a. Uh, Badger. And he says, you know, it's bad fake acting. He says, oh, this is Peter over here, uh, Skinny P. He says, oh, yeah, I'm Peter. And then Jesse kind of walks off, and they follow him. He's like, I want to give you guys a heads up. There's more fake acting here. He's like, things are going to be slow. He goes, how's it selling? And they go, oh, not really selling. A badger says, oh, I only sold a little teeth, and that was to uh, Skinny Peep. Skinny Pete, not Peep. That'd be like a skinny Peep. Maybe that's like a sugar-free Peep, you know. He says it's not easy to do. These straight people are, you know, they're trying to get, be positive and get better. And Jesse doesn't like that. He says, you guys need to do your jobs. And they're like, it's, this isn't right, man. And Jesse's like, watch me work. Uh, and he rolls right up on Andrea and introduces himself and says, hey, let's, let's hang. And then Skyler's cooking. We have a POV from the pot, uh, or into the pot, or out of the pot. I'm not sure. I didn't write that. And then Walt's with the baby. This junior's Walt Junior's happy too. He shows off his learner's permit, and he's like, "It's been six months." And Walt's doing a bunch of sarcastic, funny faces. And Walt's in a good mood. He's cracking jokes. He's making faces. He's like, well, I don't know about your license, you know. And Junior's like, they changed that law like years ago, Dad. And Junior's like, well, I want to, you know, I get to snooze. It's just a nice little family scene. He's like, I want to Iraq or a Stang. And they're like, good luck with that. Uh, then we have Walt and uh, uh, Skyler. And he hands her the check. She's like, what is this Ice Station Zebra Associates? He's like, yeah, it's a loan out. And she's like, who's? And Walt's like, I got a guy. And she's like, a guy that knows what he's doing? Oh, yeah, top guy, Walt says. And she's like, well, this has to be unimpeachable. He's like, oh, yeah, it is. And she's like, well, I need to know his name. He's like, Skylar, do you really want to know? He says it twice. Do you really want to know? I thought he's maybe even said it three times. Let me look through here. Do you really want to know? Do you really want to know? And then off for a look, I think he did say it. And he says, uh, do you really want to know? And the next thing you know, they're in uh, Saul's waiting room. And then Saul does a bunch of material for Skylar. It all flops. Most of it was uh, insensitive. You know, and and uh, Scallers, you know, just kind of lets it, she's just kind of ignoring him. 
And Scott was like, you know, I need to double check this. Uh, what do you know? You know what you're doing. And then Saul starts to talk down to, you know, was it condescending to Skyler? With he, he tries to make his point with pencils and jelly beans. And he goes, as with most things, the devil's in the details, as I know. And he goes, well, we're talking about these gambling meetings with Walt's great idea of card counting. And Walt's like, well, that was Skyler's idea. And then Saul is kind of cute. He says, well, you grow gorgeous, more gorgeous by the minute. And he says, well, you know, we'll make that work. And then that'll be the seed money for, uh, wait for it, laser tag. And it's like a laser tag. They're like, what? And he goes, yeah, you've heard of laser tag? And she goes, Walt is not going to own a laser tag business. And he goes, it makes more believable than you two being married. And she goes, do you know Walt? She goes, we won't be able to. And he goes, Walt's a scientist. Scientists love lasers. And they have bumper boats. And Skyler's like, hey, everybody, Walt's buying the laser tag business. He loves lasers. And then uh, he's like, you don't need to be involved. I know what I'm doing. This is Saul. And he goes, uh, you know, goodbye. Uh, next up, we have uh, Jesse and Andrea. And Jesse's definitely playing the temptress, uh, drug-dealing temptress with the blue azul. And the grandmother rolls in with uh, her son. Because, uh, you know, Andrea's like, you know, I have a little too much to lose. And uh, she's like, hey, Grandma, I thought you were keeping Brock. And uh, she's like, well, I saw your car here. I saw you were at a meeting. So, oh, well, this is Jesse. He's like kind of like a sponsor. And then she introduces Jesse, and he's like, that's a cool name, Brock. And I always thought it was Barack. And I don't know if it's Brock or Barack. You know, I said, well, that's cool. She named her kid after the president. And they said, well, it doesn't do that. And he said, well, maybe she was into Chicago politics, you know. But I don't know. I guess, uh, I, you know, it could be, could be possibly. I don't know. And they say, no, Scooter, this is, it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they said, well, she's, you know, she could have a blog. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I can hear my internal critic sighing. And then we have, uh, 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 Skyler and Walt in a car, and she's like, I don't like that guy. And Walt goes, Well, I admit he comes across like a circus clown, but he kind of he knows what he's doing. And he goes, Skyler's like, I want to safe and cautious. He's like, Well, safe and cautious is staying out of this. And she goes, Uh, you know, it's too late for that. And he's like, Is this it? He goes, uh, Skyler, is this, a, you know, he goes, Uh, I'm involved in this. You know, I can't just quit. It's a contract, but it's professional, structured, but I just can't quit. And Skylar's like, if you're going to do this, do it right. And then she shows him that she's like, you looked worked here for a long time, the car wash. It's believable. Uh, not laser tag, this. And then we have the meeting, uh... With uh, we're outside of a meeting with Badger and Brand, aka Brandon Peter, Pink Donut, and they're talking about free donuts, and then they do more. Hey Jesse, right? This is Brand. I'm Brandon. This is Peter. And Jesse's like, please, and uh, 
you know, but Brandon's like, I was kind of trying to get, he goes, so what's going on with you? Are you, what are you doing? Are you doing some, are you selling people? And he, they're like, well, why are you even here? Jesse, like, if you're not going to sell, why are you guys here? And they're like, uh, Skinny Pete's like, I'm on step five, man. I like this. And Jess, uh, Brandon's like, I'm on two. I think he says deuce, yo, uh, and they're catching up, which isn't really, you don't really want to try to race people with that, but uh, just like whatever. And then they even joke, dude needs to come into the fold. A little bit silly. And then uh, Jesse's at Taco Sales with uh, Andre and her son. Taco Sales since 1960. And he's doing tricks. He does the same trick that uh, Jose Miguel did with the straw paper. And he says, that's science that makes that do that. And then we're back at the car wash with Walt. And uh, oh, before the, uh, Andre's little brother comes up, Tomas, who had some problems. But then we have uh, Walt and Saul, they're at the car wash. And Saul's like, we, 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 Walt's like, come on, Saul, we'll buy this. He's like, uh, he goes, why, why, why is it always air freshener? I always say no air freshener, and they always give it to me. And Walt says, I vote no. It's better, and or Saul says no. And Saul's like, is this your ex-wife or you making this decision? And Walt's like, this is more sensible. And so I was like, well, I'm the expert. You know, we can make this work. He goes, I once convinced a woman I was Kevin Costner because I believed it. And he goes, this thing, he goes, money laundering, you know, the laser tag's going to work because it has a Danny, you know, the guy that built the laser tag and wants it to work out. And he needs the money. Uh, so he's going to stay loyal to us and, you know, keep the business afloat. And then we have Jesse and Andrea again, and they're hanging. And they're talking about maybe falling off the wagon. And Jesse's like, you have a kid. You can't do any of this stuff anymore. And she's like, it was your idea. He's like, yeah, but I found out before you were a parent. And he says some hurtful things to her about her parenting. And she says, you know, don't you dare. And she goes, I don't want to lose my son like I lost my brother. You know, I lost my son to the game, the drug dealing, and the gangs, and, uh, you know, they to, you know they, they gave uh, uh, Tomas a structure that for some reason I couldn't. And he's just a kid, and he, he's been, you know, she goes, I'm not happy about it. And we learned that there's a connection between uh, Combo and Tomas, also, I just noticed uh, Lawyer Up is Saul's license plate, which is great. And Jesse actually has a great apology. He says to her, you know what, I don't really know what you've been through. You know, I apologize for commenting on your mothering. And as she talks about her brother, and maybe that's related to Campbell, you watch Jesse's face is so good as he realizes a direct connection. And then on the screen is yellow jiggling jello. You know, jiggling jello and yellow. Marie not wearing a purple but dark blue here, just like in uh, 
metastasis, dark blue. Uh, but there is a handmade purple afghan on the bed, you know, just so we have a little purple tone. And Hank says, you know, I'm not leaving this hospital till I can walk out of here. He's a grouch. Well, then we have Walt telling Skyler about Danny. And I couldn't tell, you know, Walt's such a good liar. I can't tell if he's playing Skyler here or if he's serious. Uh, because he explains what Danny is, you know, so this inside man. And she says, well, if you need someone trustworthy, what about me? She goes, I'll be the Danny. He goes, no, Skyler, that's not a good idea. And she goes, well, I can run the business. He goes, a legal business, but this is against the law. And she's like, there's no one else that you can trust but me. And and I'll, I'll do it the right way. And he's like, no, no, no. And again, I'm not sure. I can't tell if this is, you know, fake or, you know, if this is Skyler or if this is Walt. And he goes, we're divorced. You don't have any say. And she goes, well, I never filed the papers. And I noticed in Metastasis, I didn't write it down in Breaking Bad, that when she says that, uh, Walt's face really changes with pleasure. But Skylar says, you know, we can't, you can't testify against your husband, so this is an advantage. Uh, then Walt and Jesse are getting ready to cook, and he's like, uh, Walt goes, Jesse, put your respirator on. Uh, I think he says that Jesse, Jesse... Uh, twice and the phone rings it seems like it's the first time because they're ready the reaction and Walt's like hello yeah okay I'll be there and Jesse's like what was that Walt's like an invitation yeah and like even when Walt's on the phone Jesse walks over I know they wear blue blue gloves with their yellow suits Walt shows up at 12 13 is the house number he's in a sport coat with a shirt uh, Gus answers the door in a tan uh, cashmere sweater and a T-shirt. Uh, and you can see that the kids live there because there's a kid's table. Uh, there's some some toys lying around. And Gus is like, you're right on time. Come on in. We're having uh, paella marina, uh, fish stew. He goes, it's like my mother used to make it. It's cliche. He goes, this is a Chilean dish I love, but I, kids won't eat it, so it's a pleasure for me to cook for you. And he has Walt carve the garlic. Uh, he says, very thin. He hands him a blade. And Walt says, why am I here? He goes, well, we work together. Let's break the bread. And then Gus makes this a very... Uh, what is this sublime point? Again, sublime point time. He says, it always always amazes me the way senses work in connection to memory. He goes, this stew is a, a amalgam of ingredients. He goes, taken separately, it doesn't, you know, the ingredients don't remind me of anything. But this precise combination, the smell of this meal instantly brings me back to my childhood. And he goes, how is that possible? And Walt says, well, basically, it takes place in the hippocampus. He goes, neural connections are formed. He gets into a science mode. Uh, Senses make the neurons express signals that go back to the same part of the brain as before, where memory is stored. It's something called uh, relational memory. And he says, well, don't quote me on that. I'm a little rusty. And guess that's very interesting, Walter. I guess even raises one eyebrow. It's so, so sweet.
And then he says, Walter, I'd, I'd like to help you if I could. And we'll say, well, help me out. And he goes, well, I, when I started out, I made a lot of mistakes, more than I care to admit. And he goes, I wish I had someone to advise me because this is a rough life you've chosen, money and problems. And he even shows a little snidiness. He says, poor people, if you go, anyone can manage being poor, but being rich is tough. And Walt says, well, what advice do you have for me? And he says, never make the same mistake twice. Dun, dun, dun. And then it's a red car and it's Jesse and he's back on the spot. And he buys a taint off of uh, Tomas. And this Tomas has some attitude, man. Holy cow. Uh, me, it's a good, you know, it's a good thing I'm not Jesse because I would have been, this, he's, he's a young kid, but he gives Jesse a lot of static. And then even after he buys it, Tomas is like, bounce, man, get out of here. And we see Jesse just pace off and he's all clad in black and his face, he has this angry, disturbed look on his face and the camera's pulling in as he's walking and it's like, wow, wow, wow. And that's the end of the episode. All right, thank yous. I want to thank Chris, Brittany, and Rose, and the rest of the people over at Gimlet's. Thank you and good night. Meredith, thank you and good night. Rachel W. and Megan D. What a lovely collision to be. Wow, that was fun. Good night, thank you. It was a pillow collision, you know. Aurora Jellybean, thank you. Uh, Dan from Save It From The Show, thank you. Brian C., thank you. Uh, Sampler, uh, thank you. Geeky Girl, thank you. And good night, Lori S., thank you and good night. Y Illustrator, thank you and good night. Looking forward to hearing more about that. Mark, thank you for the Worcestershire. Sh- 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 so thanks. I'm going to try it out live in person. Uh, Hil- Hillary with a K, thank you. Morgan M, thank you. Uh, Bia, thank you. Ira Jane, thank you and good night. Mike and Aquaman, thank you and good night. Brian C. A. K. Colston, gonna Karen C. Electric Cat, good night. Molly C. Thank you and good night. Mary Beth, thank you and good night. Uh, Allie H. Thank you and good night. Anya, thank you so much for sharing and good night. Ahab's wife, thank you and good night. Amy L. Thank you and good night. Emily L. Thank you and good night. Babs. Thank you and good night. Uh, iTunes reviews. I want to thank Mentally Guitarded, who said ridiculous. Not only do they fall asleep, they leave their earbuds in, so if they wake up, the brain, you know, the brain still. They just go back to sleep. The old uh, double brain, double, you know, thing. Brain trickarooski. The only part is when they laugh, but you know, I'm sorry about that. And that's from uh, Alberta, Canada. Thank you, uh, Kirsty and Rita. It sounds like a, it should be like a doo-wop or a folk, folk duo, Kirsty and Rita. Or maybe have a 70s pop hit. They say B-O-M to the B, best thing ever. So confused. 
And suddenly, bam, they slept so good. I'm the best man of 2015. Here's hoping we can ever part. You know, back at you. Let's double down. You know, let's double down the board law for 2016. Uh, here's one real RPB. So real robotic peanut butter and jelly, which is you know best podcast podcast to fall asleep to. They found this over the summer. It's been helpful. They overthink and get anxious, just like a lot of us. Uh, thank you. Here's a here's something I never thought I'd want to hear. Uh, for, uh, toenails point zero says best four friends ever. It, and that luckily doesn't say Drew's toenails because I'd say, well, I just left you guys, you know, behind. But toenails point zero. Don't know what they do without the podcast. Enabled them to fall asleep despite anxiety. So thankful. I'm thankful too, BFF. Oh, just more friend. Oh, it has a BF, but so it is BBB, BBFF. I love it. Uh, I had trouble sleeping for a couple of years. Try it last week, and now they look forward to go to bed. Never made it more than 30 minutes. They're impressed. Thank you. And worried it would be hypnosis. But it's not that. It's just, it says, you know, it'll lull you to sleep. Pillowing you softly with my song. Pillowing you softly. With my attempts at words, uh, five stars because it works. They never heard an end of an episode. That comes in from Ellen Jerry H from USA. And that other review I missed, missed it was from SC Field 1234. Uh, so thank you. I want to thank Craig for the email. I want to thank Gareth for the email. Ben talking to you soon thank you for the email uh julie c chris rose uh christine allison megan thank you summer thank you uh shane thank you gustavo thank you mario thank you betty thank you catherine and her husband that was not me thank you uh, Kit, thank you. Ahab's wife, thank you. Mike, thank you. Uh, thanks again, Dan, for saving by the show. Mary S., thank you. Kyle, thank you. Stephen B., thank you. Joe, thank you. And Jamie, thank you. Uh, iTunes reviews, I want to thank Vic Star from Australia 19. I like uh, Vic Star. I like that name. And it makes me, I don't, I don't know, it makes me want to do something not appropriate for the end of a sleep podcast, like sing or, you know, pretend I'm a Viking uh, space ranger. Uh, but this was a nice review. It said, Hooked. I've read the, I read the reviews and thought, mm, okay, I'll give it a go. Well, needless to say, it works. I'll never finish listening to a single podcast. To be honest, I couldn't even tell you what they're about. They listen to the intro and they fall asleep. And before that, they only had and before that, they only had three or four hours of sleep. So that's great, Vic Star. More Viking space piracy. You know, we're enabling it. Uh, how about this one from Boop Brit? Is he uh, from the UK? So maybe that's like the UK Betty Boop. 
uh, boop bridge. Uh, it says, P.S. I want an Ira Glass limited edition meat thermometer. And no, that's not uh, in, in Chandra. You know, that was for an opening. It was used, it was a metaphoric metaphor. You think about storytelling. Yeah, if you had a meat thermometer, and instead of, you know, probably be more useful anyway. I guess they've tried that with pictures of stuff, but this would have, you know, for the perfect roast chicken, uh, when it just gets to the center of Ira Glass, we'd put probably a delineating line so it wouldn't insult Ira. But you see, when it splits Ira in two, your chicken's ready for you. A perfect roast chicken, Ira Glass meat thermometer available at a, Fine retailers this Christmas, and 1% of the holdings go to Ira Glass Holding Corporation with nothing to do with Ira Glass. Thank you. It's made from glass, though, the part of the meat thermometer. And then if in my storytelling was on a meat thermometer, I think the metaphor went, be like two, you'd say, is this, you tap the thermometer. You say, well, it has zero over it. It's not at zero. And you say, yeah, the oven's sleeping. It's warm, but like a bed. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, let's uh, thank Allie Spin or Allie SPN from the USA. It says, no idea. They have no idea what the episode's about because they fall asleep in a few minutes. Uh, they find the first 15 minutes confusing but uninteresting, so they never stay awake. Thank you so much. Very neat concept. Thank you, Allie. And I want to thank Ellen Jerry H., who says five stars because it works. Thank you, Ellen Jerry H. Uh, over on uh, Twitter, I want to thank Mary Beth, Sally P., thank you and good night. HHI, thank you and good night. LAB Laurel, thank you and good night. Uh, Tyler, our old friend Ty Fi, uh, giving us love. Thanks, Ty Fi. I forgot. I was trying to think of his, I think his character in D&D is Helga. But I don't think that's it. I always think it's that. And then I say, hey, Ty-Fi, how's Helga? And then he says her real name. But Tyler's the best. Matt C., thank you and good night. Uh, y Illustrator, thank you again and good night. Sarah, thank you. Beth T., thank you. Aurora, Aurora, thank you and good night. Babs, thanks for sharing that nice article. Sorry, T., for making you laugh so much. Thanks and good night. Crazy Horse Colston, thanks and good night. Well, it's not, I don't know. We've never met Crazy Horse. We just know Colston. So thanks, Brian. Uh, Meredith, thank you and good night. Rachel W., thank you and good night. Megan D., thank you and good night. Uh, Joan and Sarah, thank you. It's, it just fixed that. So thank you for alerting that, me to that. Uh, Laura, thank you. Kimberly M., thank you and good night. Uh, Brenda F., thanks for the lowdown on Shakey's. Thank you and good night. Allie, thank you and good night. Anya, thank you and good night. 